Hey, Watch Aficionados, welcome back to another episode. This is actually episode number five of the Watch Aficionado podcast. And today, once again, it's just myself and John. Uh, Alex is off busy doing whatever Alex is doing right now. Uh, but it's all good. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Um, looking forward to New Year's. Actually, it's one of my favorites. So I'm looking forward to New Year's. Uh, what about you, my friend? How was your holiday? Quiet, you know, uh, except for, um, unfortunately, I, I kind of not drag, got dragged to the mall, but I went to the mall today and uh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, the mall. Don't go to the mall during the holidays. But uh, that's, a, that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> so... What uh, what are we going to discuss today? You brought up a interesting subject or a little earlier. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, there was an article and uh, a website that shall remain un unmentioned. I don't speak badly about anybody, but um, they were stating, and it's been published around. You see it on Instagram and stuff. Uh, other people reposting it, but basically. Uh, you know, the wait list for Rolex is, is something like 200 times what it is for Patek Philippe. Um, and especially that, that includes on the higher end, which is a completely flawed argument. Uh, forget about the production numbers, but it's a question of somebody can and wants, right? So regardless of the person is somebody is just there to flip the watch for a quick buck or somebody actually wants to buy it, own it and enjoy it. Somebody that can and wants to spend $46,000 on a precious metal Rolex is in a very different bracket financially than somebody can and wants to spend $1.1 on a Patek Philippe. Of course, different, different type of clientele. Right. And the article didn't seem to... <laughs> they were comparing apples and oranges. I just found it so bizarre and, and just illogical. And of course, obviously, the production numbers, right? So... Of course, there's going to be, you know, more Rolexes made, but also the price points is lower, so they can make more, right? Right. In comparison to these two brands we're talking about, for sure, Rolex makes more than Patek. Putting that aside, uh, you know, there's still not enough out there to satisfy everyone. We get it. Not everybody can buy a Daytona. Even if there were 100,000 Daytonas available, the ADs are not going to sell it to just anybody. Right. Uh, and, and the numbers are coming down. I mean, again, we're, we're both in this business. Uh, I see it every day where the numbers are just coming down. Um, go watch any YouTube video on any YouTuber and you're going to hear the same thing I'm saying right now the days where you could go and buy a watch at retail plus tax and go and flip it and make 10, 15, 20% are over. That's it. So Except for a few select models. Very few, very few. Yes. Less and less. Like Daytona. Okay, fine. Steel Daytona, Panda. Okay, yes, you could still buy, flip, and make money. Even the black dial, you can buy it, flip it, and make money. But how many of those are coming about? 
not that many in comparison no. to the day just. Right, but, but but let's just take something else. Again, forget about flipping, forget about selling, forget about anything else. So just production numbers, right? So, you know, let's just make it an even amount. Of course, we don't know the exact number, but let's just right. say Rolex does make an even million watches a year. Okay. If you look at all the SKUs that they have, right? Um, and, and again, obviously, of course, it's not evenly divided. Nobody's saying it is. Obviously, they're going to make more of you know product x than product y for demand right. for you know what, what again they've the, the calculated these things but um if you look at just again even if you look at all the variations so you take the submariner right so submariner has essentially got what you've got your stainless steel version date no dates you've got your your um your two-tone you've got your 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 precious metal etc etc if you look at them you know, people think, oh, they'll make 10,000 of the stainless steel one. No. No. I, I don't think they do. Because I'm looking right now on the Rolex website, you've got, in stainless steel, you've got two versions, date, no date. And then in terms of the date version, you've got, you've got two types of two-tone, right? Uh, the bluesy and, yeah. and, and the black one. You've got um, the, um, uh, well, what used to be the Smurf, and obviously it's no longer the Smurf because now right. it's blue and black. Okay, white fine. Gold, the white gold, exactly. Gold. You have yellow, and then you have yellow gold and blue, yellow gold with with black, and you've got the um, Sermit or whatever you want to call it. Correct. Which also, you know, that's, they make less of those, and obviously the just the black one. Correct. So you're taking all those into consideration, right? And plus, you have to add the fact that um, essentially, you know, you have to add really the 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 um, the uh the sea dweller into that because it's essentially the same movement correct okay let's just take the deep sea challenge just say everything else the rest of them right so you see dweller the deep sea uh both the james cameron the non-james cameron and and the two-tone one so all those basically the same movement right so for the no dates up they're all basically essentially the same type of case the same type of people who are going to buy them if you start dividing how many they make of those they don't make ten thousand of each no there's no way there's no way they no, would never. They, Maybe they, they do. Go. Maybe they do. We don't know. Again, we don't know what we don't know. Right. But highly unlikely, to your point, that Correct. they're doing that. Right. So you have a couple of thousand of each reference, right? Re reference plus, you know, the whatever model variation. Right. At the most. At the most. Because if you start adding everything else, you're, you're, you're all the variations that they just the variations of LP and the different sizes, the variations, you know, on day dates and those sizes. And again, they date everything from a white dial and yellow gold to, you know, the um, stuff of, you know, completely, you know, the, the diamond encrusted and, and, you know, precious yeah, stones, et cetera, platinum, et cetera. Um, you get the right, right, right. Exactly. exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but even, but even the Daytona is the same thing, right? So, okay. You mentioned stainless steel, Daytona, right. You have two dials, black and, and white for steel. And now you move to two-tone. You got the two tone variations, right? And you move to then you move to white gold and yellow gold and rose gold and those dial variations, right? right. And which one do you want to get? You want yellow gold with green dial, quote unquote John Mayer? Good luck. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you can't get that, no. right? Might actually be easier if you're clients or whatever to get a platinum one. Right, and then you have yeah. the whole collection with the oyster flex, and those have other color dials. 
Right, exactly. Um, and then, and then again, and then the same thing again. Start with GMT Masters, and again, right. we're talking about watches that people want. No, nobody's. I mean, I mentioned the date just, but nobody really wants the date just. Not in compare. They're buying the date just because they can't buy anything else, and they want to roll. Correct. So, what's the alternative? Okay, I'm going to buy a date just. Right, and you can actually, and people, you know, uh, you can get a date just people being offered them and some people who do again want to make a quick buck are yeah. passing on them because uh they are selling for less than retail on the secondary market agreed well now everything is selling for less on the secondary uh maybe again with the exception of five watches let's just say which five. have gone down in price too which have also gone down in price like, right. still so but they've also <clears throat> excuse me they've also gone down anyways right i mean uh, a steel Daytona black dial you can get for 25 where six months ago, eight months ago, you couldn't touch that watch for less than 36, 38. So again, numbers are coming down and production. Again, we really don't know the production numbers. So how many of each are they making? We don't know that. They'll never release that info anyway. So, right. you know, we're, we're kind of in the dark and, uh, somehow we're always talking about <laughs> the one and only the crown with so many Patek. others. And, well, and I mentioned yes. Patek because the compare, because the comparison was, was ridiculous. Right. Um, right. but at least I will, you know what, I will say this was Patek and Vacheron since it was a conversation I had somebody else the other day, uh, Vacheron came up and it was pretty, uh, it took a large percentage of the conversation. Um, at least I will say this compared to Audemars Piguet, um, at least they're still trying to be traditional. Yeah. Uh, if you want to move on to like, the saddest thing, honestly, about Audemars Piguet is essentially they have two watch lines now. They have the 1159. And Royal Oak. And, and Royal Oaks. And then obviously the offshore is a, right. a, a variational shoot off of the, uh, of the Royal Oak. But that's it. That there's nothing else on the website, and it's just really, really sad. <laughs> um, eventually, so yeah. eventually, maybe they'll come out with something else. God only knows. But or, uh, or come back, you mean? Just well, for... <laughs> yes, come back. Yeah. Correct, correct. <laughs> let, let me rephrase that. Come back to something else. I mean, they they have. You can't tell me they don't have stuff in the archives to bring back. I mean, I've got books that has, you know, I can of go, course. we can go through books and some books that AP published and other people, but AP published books that you can go through and be like, this would be great at making, this would be great at making, go through the list. Yes, remake it, bring it back. There, there's a lot. If uh, not that AP is listening to our podcast, but shit, if, if you guys are, if, you know, we're begging, please, as watch lovers, collectors, forget the business part of it, you know, uh, bring bring something out of the archives, for real. That that would be cool, and and not yeah. just AP. There are others that could do the same. Hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. To, uh, can't remember. I don't. I don't want to kill the pronunciation, but I can't remember. This is a Japanese watch brand. It's like a you know independent brand in Japan. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're talking about like the, ant the antithesis of like again, like uh, first of all, obviously, the, not only antithesis of like quality, you know, uh, how 
Audemars Piguet is made at the moment, but also Patrick uh, Rolex, sorry, uh, since you want to talk about a different subject, there wasn't the crown. Uh, they posted a picture on Instagram where they were showing um, Roman numeral 12 being hand carved into the dial. Damn. Before they painted black. I mean, at just like at such a different level. And I, for the love of me, I'm trying to look it up and I, I can't remember exactly how the. Is that the one that you were telling me about, about the dials? I don't know uh, no, 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 my, 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 no, no, no. What I was mentioning uh, about the dials was uh, that nobody makes um, hard enamel dials anymore. Hard That's enamel funny. dials, right. Right. So I, this is not hard enamel. This is, um, I think they paint like lacquer, black lacquer, which is fine, you know, but there's still, this is still like hand card, like they, they hand card, like recessed yeah. the numerals and then paint, you know, black, which is. Yeah. Who's doing that? Nobody. No, uh, them and um, the other one that actually is doing it is uh, oh, the other, like, again. Sorry, it's just uh, but that kind of day. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I you know, ended up going to the mall, and that was a bad idea. Um, yeah, don't go to the mall on the day after Christmas. <laughs> it's a long story why, but yeah, basically, I... it was uh, out of town guest needed to uh, rent an electric car and needed to charge it. Oh, alrighty um, then. Okay, that's why. Uh, anyways, um, Dornbluth. So Dornbluth does not use hard enamel either, but they also have a dial that they make that's the same thing. Um, it is not Roman numerals, it's Arabic numerals, but who cares? Um, it's also carved down, recessed by hand, and then they put you know some sort of lacquer or some other black material on it for the, for the hands, uh, for that's the cool. um, dial. Uh, numerals. For that. Yeah, um, again, just... I think as far as I know, they're the only ones who are doing it. Um, but again, we're talking about, they're both micro brands. They're both, you know, very small. They're both unknown by the public. And on, on the plus side, but nobody's going to, you know, travel with your hand for it in London. So there's yeah, that. Exactly. Although a lot of that is still going on over there. It's absolutely sad that uh, that's happening over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my favorite story is still the... Um, the um, what do you call it? The uh, it was in Italy when they stole the guy's fake Richard Mill and then returned oh. it to him because it was fake. The the, the thieves did, <laughs> but at, at the same time, you already committed it. the crime, right? But you already committed the crime. Exactly. Even if you returned it, you already screwed the pooch. That's it. You're you're out. Correct. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy what's happening in our industry right now. Um, just in general you know, between the theft, between security issues, between supply and demand. It's just, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, uh, something you would know much more than I would uh, regarding the whole repair. Oh, part of it. getting parts <laughs> right now is forget it. Um, I'm trying to source a 1570 Rolex movement for a sea dweller from the seventies that got salt water. And you have no idea how many hoops I've been jumping through. I still haven't found it. You would think a 1570 should be out there somewhere. I'm not asking for a perfectly brand new, new alt stock movement. No, I'm, I need a movement. It's just so far gone. I can't, I can't even, I barely got it out of the case. You know, I got it out of the case, but uh, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. And so from the parts perspective, it's hard. And if you find something, 
you know, I'm getting uh, anywhere between $3,000 and $3,500 to buy a 1570 Rolex movement in okay TikTok working condition. TikTok, means, no, no pun intended. No pun intended, which means I'm going to have to overhaul this damn thing when I get it. When I get it. So again, it, it's just, uh, it, it's a toughie. So even all parts, any part, it, it's just, it's difficult right now. So whether you know somebody or not, nobody has. And if they have it, psh, they want to clobber you for the pricing on that. But it is what it is. We got to move on. The brands, Rolex is not going to fix this watch. They're going to tell the guy to throw it out in the garbage and go buy himself a new one. Or so. they'll charge an insane amount. I've heard that too, that they charge these tens of thousands of dollars to fix vintage watches. They like, they, they will do it. And then they just basically completely destroy the value because they throw, uh, first of all, they don't give you parts back and then they throw away all the, um, all the bits, right? So they'll, they'll put a new dial in it and new hands and they want to make these things brand new. Yeah. Uh, and by doing so, they, they kill, but you know what the value, again, let's just take value out of the equation, right? This is for, for, for the love of horology and not for the, the sake of, you know, sales, right? Uh, they will kill the beauty of the watch. Right. In other words, in other words, if, if you have, I mean, slightly older, let's just say in the early 60s or 50s Ro Rolex, right? Along the same lines, like a Submariner that has a gilt dial. Well, Rolex has been a gilt dial since that era. Right. So they take out the dial and they put a service uh, dial, a, a service dial that's not gilt. The watch literally, forget about not looking new. It doesn't look like the same watch. Right. It's going to look different. Kill the watch. Yeah. Right. So to, to do that, at least it could be like, well, I'll just buy this Black Bay 58 instead in black. And then right. at least and, you have a modern have watch that looks like it. Yeah. And you have the effect about having to, you know, kill the watch, essentially. Agreed. Like the watch that I'm fixing, you know, it's a double red sea dweller. It sat in salt water for a year. So you can imagine that there's nothing on the dial at all nothing it's gone it's eroded so i have a black plate so for me to find a dial to put into that watch the Good guy luck. will be the guy will be happy with a dial because right now what's in there is not recognizable at all at all zero so it could have said mickey timex on it it doesn't matter i you can't restore that which is so, so, bas so basically, uh, the, so the watch basically looks like the anti-cathera mechanism. Essentially. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Even the, the hands were gone. I'm like, what happened to the hands? Nobody opened this thing. It like ate away at the hands. The weird, weird. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. Oh, anyways, but I, oh, I, I did look it up before I forget. Um, I'm going to just butcher the Japanese. So I, I apologize now. Uh, to the island of Japan. Um, it's um, Naoya Kida. It's a watch brand. I'm going to have to look for it. I'll send you a link. But yes, okay. uh, they, they again, we're, we're talking about, you know, a very, very, very limber production handmade watch in Japan. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's fantastic. But uh, they, they might, I'm not saying that they are the best, but I'm just saying they're, they're, they're one of the top, you know, like again, like independent, you know, 
quality wise brands in Japan. I mean, they they probably except for maybe like you know I don't know them. The, like the, the 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 top two or three models of Grand Seiko, they're like a like you know the Ichi or something that yeah, can yeah. Be on my hand. Except for those, I mean, this is probably at the same level, maybe even higher. You know, it's it's that level. But again, production's tiny. Nobody knows who they are. <laughs> yeah, maybe they stole oh. a couple of uh, Grand Seiko watchmakers and off they went. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure of the the background story, but yeah, yeah I'm just saying. It. But uh, and anyways, I didn't interrupt. Interrupt. I just wanted to. I said I found it, so I just wanted to mention it. So nice. Yeah, but uh, but no, no, it's a they 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 again, they that picture on the post is unbelievable. Uh, um. So, but yeah, no, no and obviously, I, you know, I know the same problems not just vintage stuff, but also there seems to be massive delays in new stuff, like contemporary watches getting fixed even at the factories, which of course they have parts. Right, they have parts. Right, but even then, like the the, the the delay time is six months, a year I've heard for some stuff. I just don't think they have the manpower. Right. So that's, uh, I think, what's plaguing a lot. Um, look, I, I had uh, this kid, give this kid, I say this kid because I'm 50 and he was probably 23. So this kid comes in the store and he says, how do I get into watchmaking? And pff, that my brain exploded. Who nobody's really, it's been a long time since somebody's asked me that. And, um, and I'm looking at him like, really, <laughs> you really want to do this? And he's like, I'm just fascinated by mechanical things. And watch is just something that, you know, you, it's a, okay. It's a car engine in a miniature version and taking it apart and cleaning it and lubricating and putting it back together and actually working, you know, and he was just fascinated. Um, he's like, can I be your apprentice? I'll work for free. I mean, it's just a mind blowing this kid today. Um, nobody wants to do this. It's a dying art. And how do you, how do we keep this going? You know, it's and and this I I going back to um, six months in sending a watch to one of the brands for service. This is probably the problem, unless they're outsourcing it. They're gonna have these labor issues. It's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what. Uh, Yulis Nardan and Boca. I mean, I think they have two or three watchmakers. So how do you have two or three watchmakers to do all the service warranty of all your ADs nationwide? And and they don't probably even handle the super complicated stuff that has to go. No, to. no, that's got to go back to the factory. How many people are at the factory? If there's two or three here, how many are over there? Well, but even, even again, I don't know how, how they do now, but even in the, and I don't mean old days, I mean 20 years ago, so it's not that long ago either. So we're talking about the 1800s. Um, there were so few people that were real master watchmakers that really could make yes. this really complicated stuff. Where, and again, I, 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 went to, I went to a full tour of one factory, one brand in, 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 in Switzerland. Um, but I've heard the other ones at, at that level were the same thing, were basically the same watchmakers 
putting these things together, i.e. the movements, essentially, right? The case was done by somebody else's dial. You know, other people in the factory can do those things, right? But the actual movements themselves, the complicated part, same people manufacturing them or the same people then repairing them. And not only repairing those, but also repairing some of the vintage stuff that came in. That's crazy. So yes, they're, 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 right. And they don't have, again, yes, that production is a lot smaller. How many, I'll use Patek Philippe as an example. And that was not the factory I went to, but I'll use Patek Philippe as an example. Yes, the production of, you know, the that um, Grand Sonnerie they make <laughs> with, the, with the enamel, with the black enamel dial, yeah. is very small. Nobody's saying it isn't. It's like over a million dollars. I don't know what it is, 1.2, 1.3. You know, so of course, the market's tiny, might be five watches a year. Fine. But the same guy that makes it, fixes that. And then also, they also have to go ahead and repair other vintage stuff, which I'm assuming obviously includes making parts for vintage things that come in, right? Yeah, yeah, you, have a, you, you have a you um, have um, a minute repeater, you know, again, the grand complications say minute repeater perpetual calendar, split second chronograph, pocket watch. Yeah, I, you know, again, they'll use those guys because those guys have the skill set to obviously not just do the wristwatches, but the pocket watch as well. How many of those people are there? Again, I say guys, it could be women. I'm not saying it isn't. I know most of them are men. So this is why I'm using yeah. that, that term. Uh, there, I'm sure there are women, you know, master watchmakers. So that's not it at all. Um, how many people have that skill set? Not many. And less and less, right? And and less and less every day because this is not a profession that pays uh, $300,000 a year. And they should be making more than what they're making because without these people these watches aren't being put together for people to sell and it, i think it has to go back to the basics to the very beginning who's actually doing the work the manufacturer or the retailer it's both but not on the same level in my in my perspective from my perspective you know, if I, if I don't make it, you can't sell it. But if you don't sell it, I can't make it. <laughs> right? The, the, chicken the, and the, egg. the chicken and the egg. You know, <laughs> we keep going back and forth. But um, it's a dying art. Look, my father's still on the bench. He's 77 years old. And I, while I'm on the bench and doing that kind of work, it's, you know, his knowledge the extent of his knowledge is for, obviously he's way older than me so you know it's it comes with time like everything else i basically i guess i haven't put in my time yet um at 50 uh but it, it's an acquired you know you can have all the training you want but until you're actually making a part you're not going to learn that from a book that's impossible. There's no substitute for experience. Nothing. Zero. And experience in anything, comes, in anything. In anything. In anything. It comes with time. You know, my my 26-year-old son wants to be the CEO of whatever. And I said, dude, you can't be the CEO of whatever at 26 years old. You have to start, I guess, sweeping the floors and then you move up and then you move up and then you move up and again, eventually you might be the CEO. But you can't go unless unless your unless your father's uh, last name is Arno, and then yes, they put you in in, in charge fine. of Tag Heuer at twenty Correct. something. <laughs> Correct. Correct. 
And then what does he do? Mario. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is what happens when you put the the a kid at the helm of something like that, you know, and and you have no not that he has no uh, vision. That was the word I was looking for. But maybe the vision is just going in the wrong direction. You know, it's time. You got to put right, but the, you'd have all you'd have all the vision in the world, but again, without experience. In other words, you know, if you take, but even if you take people that are, that are that are the founded companies, right? Not that not that are just giving it to them. If you if you take people that 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 are the founded companies, I mean, they still a learns from experience. They also made mistakes from lack of experience. Of course, you know, I think they, famously, you think Steve Jobs made a lot of right moves of Wozniak, and he also then he made a lot of wrong moves, which is why yeah. they booted him out. Uh, essentially, I mean, if they, he left, but he, he was going to be booted out anyways. Um, and but when he came back, he gained tons of knowledge, you know, decades of experience. So he was able to come back properly to the company. Agreed. Like um, everything else. Like everything else. If, if you would, you know, again, yes. And sometimes you're, you're just not that way. Sometimes you, you're like, you know, the Bill Gates level. And from from ground up, he was able to do it. But also he wasn't alone. Um and he had, you know, again, other things to 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 help him out, you know. And it was also done in a different way. He was doing software. Apple was doing hardware and software, right? So in other words, it'd be like, I'm sure it's much easier to make a, uh, you know, a, just a dial manufacturer or just a case manufacturer or just a bracelet manufacturer than it is to help have an entire watch manufacturer from scratch. He has to do everything, including the movements. You know, it's the same thing. So, I mean, but there's, there's I, I'm totally agreeing with you. Like, there's, there's no... There's an experience aspect of it that just is impossible to replace. No book in the world, no, no, nothing, no, no, no degree, no. nothing. No. Just replace that. No. And even taking on an apprentice, even if I take this kid up on his offer to be an apprentice, you know, how long is it going to take? I, I, I look, uh, I'm doing this since I'm 11 years old. Right. So next year, when I turn 51, it's going to be 40 years that I'm doing this. And I can't teach you my 40 years of knowledge and experience and hands on doing in six months, a year, two years, even five years. You know, not that I don't want to teach it. It's just some things just don't come up in the moment. So it's not a teachable moment until something comes up. And something right. may not come up for a very long time. And then I say, oh, well, you could do this like this because it's just something that hasn't come up. And you, you can't just, you can't teach that. It's hard. It's hard. I remember one time I asked you about the Omega Speedmaster. And I want to know everything that you know about the Omega Speedmaster. And what did you say to me? Start I remember these. Yeah, about the book. That's fine. The book can only teach you so much. Oh, of course. And again, and 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 we're talking about a watch that has probably the best reference book written on it. Another for single thing. In other words, just the Speedmaster Professional. It's it's the it's the watch book, the Moonwatch only book. And even then, cover to cover. You're it's not, not the same gonna... thing as knowing no, it's still not, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can't put your finger on it, right? 
No, I'll give you a perfect example. No, no, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, um, uh, Franken, uh, original Ultramans, right? So the Ultraman yeah. was essentially just a standard speedy with an orange hand on it. But you have to know exactly what that orange hand is because there's, there's there's other Omega models that have orange hands that fit onto that, and people have put them on there. But it doesn't make it an Ultraman. Uh, not only is there obviously a particular uh, reference, uh, sorry, a serial number range, right? For that reference number, right? We know roughly what they are. Um, almost all of the ones known fall within, I think all of them, but one, two, fall within that range. But that hand, you have to know exactly what that hand is. You have to really like, you have to see enough of them, right? There's also a thing of being able to see things, yeah. right? Just like being able to work on enough watches or cars or whatever it is. Whatever it is. And it's not enough. Whatever apartment. it is. It's, it's not, not in a book. book. And, and also not only that, but then on top of which, you know, you get the whole thing where, where you then, if you get good at something, then people think it's easy because you're good at it. Well, <laughs> which, uh, we, some... which is probably the same. Well, what I'm saying is the kids probably get the same thing, same thing. Yeah, think the same thing, you know, like, oh, well, look how quickly Mariano does this or how well, forget about quickly, how yeah. well Mariano does this. Okay. But you do it well because you've done it third, you know, for 30 three years. Right. Right. And that's the Doesn't thing. Mean, I, some people come in and I do a repair in 10 minutes and they're like, oh, you're going to charge me for blah, 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 for 10 minutes of work. I said, no, I'm charging you for the last almost 40 years that I'm doing this. So I can do this in 10 minutes. I'm not charging you for the 10 minutes. So it's, you have to know how to do it, how to use the tools. Basically, where are you going to hit that hammer? to make this thing work. Oh yeah, it's the old ship thing, right? Where the the, 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 the ship's not working. Yeah, the guy, exactly. the guy comes, has a hammer, hits the yep. propeller. The propeller finally starts turning again. Nobody can get it to turn. Sends a bill, $20,000. And they're like, why is the bill $20,000? It's like, oh, $5 for the hammer and $19,995 from my experience of knowing exactly where to hit it to make it work again. Correct. And, and that's not something that we can teach. Right. You know, and and that's something that a book can teach. And I get the people that come in all the time with watches and plastic bags. And I'm like, oh, so you're a YouTube watchmaker. And that's what I call them. They come in the store. I say it to their face, you know, now I have to fix what you broke to then fix what you originally needed before you broke it. <laughs> you know, it, it's just a funny thing, but Again, yes, YouTube is fantastic, but YouTube doesn't give you the whole picture. You know, there's certain things that are left out and there's certain things and you don't do it intentionally, you know, like we're talking about all sorts of things. Uh, this is going to turn into the, the podcast about nothing. So, you know, we start with one subject and then we take a left turn and take it down this rabbit hole of other things. But Hold on. So what music are you going to end up with? Um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice from Fantasia? Or are you going to end up with like the, the, the Seinfeld voice? <laughs> yeah. I don't music know, but theme. I'm going to have to end up going with the Seinfeld soundtrack <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's true. It's you, We can't teach everything. You know, I would love to have your knowledge of the Speedmaster amongst other things. But it's not something, even if I read the book cover to cover and I inhale this book, I'm not going to know what you know. Mechanically. You know, it's just 
again, it like you, I could show you how to take apart a 321, clean it, oil it, put it back together. But as soon as you break something, now what? Uh, no, I'm SOL. I have no exactly. idea. Exactly. I, I, I agree. And I know that. And, that, and, that's, and that's why, you know, uh, again, it's, it's I don't, uh, and one has to humble oneself, if, you know, realize that a watch specialist, for example, uh, is not a watchmaker. Uh, right. And they shouldn't even play one on TV. Yes. But sometimes you just have to play one on TV. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to play one on TV. But, um, you know, I, I guess we're going to have to take this podcast idea uh, in a different direction. I don't know. It, it's we, we seem to be kind of always off topic, but uh, but it's fun. It's just whatever we talk about. And this is what we talk about normally, which is the crazy thing. This is like <laughs> having a phone conversation with you, <laughs> except <laughs> it, we're recording it, which exactly. we should have been broadcasting it. We should have been doing this a long time ago. But uh, uh, better yeah, late than never. Better late than never. True, true, true. So on that note, uh, we got uh, almost running out of time. Um, I want to thank you guys for an awesome year. Thank you, my friend, for an awesome year. Uh, you too. On, on multiple levels, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, so. You know, it's just uh, it's going to get better. For next year, I seriously doubt we're going to put out a podcast, another one after this, before the end of the year. So next year, it's going to be bigger and better. And uh, so thank you. And I appreciate everything um, from your end this year. Thank you. Likewise. And then, of course, we wish everybody a happy new year. Happy new year. A prosperous uh, 2023. And uh, again, don't forget to subscribe, like, uh, what else? What am I forgetting? Uh, our the, our uh, website, thewatchaficionado.com, uh, Instagram, thewatchaficionado.com, uh, at John Hodgman on Instagram. Uh, should we plug Coventry? Uh, yeah, if you want to, you, you, you can. I mean, obviously, you've already plugged it on uh, from, from the, you know, on your Instagram. So, yes, uh, we have some amazing technical drawings by uh, yours truly over here. And uh, you have to check it out at Coventry with a Q um, on Instagram. Uh, there's just a lot of things that are going to be coming next year. So stay tuned. I'm super excited. So on that note my friend i will probably talk to you tomorrow yeah <laughs> as usual of course so, thanks guys yeah. be good and we'll uh, talk to you next year take care perfecto okay dale eh well apagamos y te llamo sí listo dale okay okay chao